Welcome to the Tiger Interview Series. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Tiger Interview Series. My name is David Berkby, and across from me is Spiker Helms, and we have a pretty cool topic on the schedule for today. Um, but first, we just had our second national team event. Um, it was the Perfect Game 17U Underclass WWBA uh, in Fort Myers, Florida. The team did awesome, just as a little update. Um, they went 2-0-1 in their pool, battling a super, super tough uh, Houston Banditos team that's well-known as one of the best teams in Texas every year. It was a great 2-2 game tie, but ended up, we ended up winning the pool and then falling to a, a very tough uh, team out of Florida that made Final Four. Yeah. But, man, and, th and th this kind of segues into what we're going to talk about today. But following those guys and following that team and seeing dudes from six or seven different states, cities, come together, play the way they did, and just gain an experience of a lifetime that hearing the feedback, man, it's been amazing. Well, getting into bracket play is really tough. Um, it's number three event in perfect game standings, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. So yeah. like um, perfect game, PBR, like all the, all these different events have their, uh, their top events, right? So this is, this ranks number three on the year for, per, for PG. Um, and it's the, the first one is the world's right. World's is number yeah, one. That's going on right now. It's going on right now. So that's a big draft event. Yeah. It's, yep. a, it's more of draft guys, um, high profile. Uh, it's, it, it's an unbelievable event. So this, them going down there and making a stamp for the Tiger national team was pretty impressive. And I'm going to be interviewing DJ um, next week, next Friday. And I want to go more in depth with the process yep. and how it was. And um, same thing that we did with Cody uh, when he went when he took our 15 U team down to Fort Myers um, the previous, yep. previous yep. time. Yep. So um, pretty awesome for those guys though. Yeah. But so one of the biggest takeaways, because I think, one of the main reasons that we started that branch of our program, our national team program, at least in my eyes, was to add in or create unique type of experiences that maybe these players, families, coaches would not otherwise have had. Like you have to understand at this time frame of the year or at MLK weekend in January or even in that type of an event – it's really hard for a local team to be to find enough players who want to do it or can do it or talent-wise are good enough to do it to go down there and play. So most players just get, you know, they, they lose out on that type of an experience. An opportunity. An opportunity, uh, correct. And that's the main, main focus of that national team program, which is giving players that experience because some guys don't play multi-sports sure. and their whole thing is I want to play baseball in college and them sitting on the shelf and just waiting it out while the other players are playing their other sport. Again, I love multi-sport athletes, but to give the experience for those guys that have that want to do the baseball thing, that opportunity is extremely valuable. And a lot of them made a name for themselves down yeah. at that event. Like yeah. they made a name. They, oh, yeah. they have some interests from some schools. They also made a memory. 
That's and that's probably the most important thing is that they made they made a that memory is, off of it. That is something that those guys are going to go talk to all their friends about. They're going to talk to their peers. They're going to talk to anyone they can, their parents, everybody about what an experience that was. And that's really today's topic because in the in the landscape that me and Spiker work and live in. Um, Nowadays, I feel like even at younger ages, older ages, the experience of an athlete is getting lost in the weeds, okay? It's kind of an afterthought. It's like, well, if it happens, it happens. But it's not necessarily all the time put at the forefront as to why we're doing this. Like building a love for that game, or for the game, you know, building out memories, things that we're going to remember 20 years down the road. And nowadays, a lot of the emphasis is obviously put on wins and losses. If you get older, recruiting, um, stats, how hard you throw, whatever it might be, that's that's where the overall, like, emphasis is. Like, this is what we're going to work on this season, guys. And that's all good and well, and those are things that you should but shouldn't you also focus on creating that ultimate experience for that person? Well, creating creating a network too, creating that relationship. Like these guys from all different parts of the country came down in one location and were able to experience a weekend that was going to be memorable. And the reason that that works, that's different than anything else is that every single player on that team is a tiger. So they have a connection before they go down there. Then when they're down there, then they start comparing notes. Like, oh, what do you guys do here? What do you guys do there? Because it can be different, right? Mm -hmm. Where it can be different with like a top team that just picks out all the top players out of the country and they have no connection whatsoever and then they go to one location, they play. There's not, there's not a, there's not a relationship built there. It's hard to because, well, I'm not going to know you in like three days. So like, yeah, well, good luck to you. Sure. Where this team, like even the guys that went down to Fort Myers and MLK weekend, they still talk to each other because they had that connection. They played for the Tigers for that full year, and then they got to go down to a national event because they were they were the best, of the best at that point, mm-hmm. and they could go compete on the field as a tiger that's pretty freaking cool it's really cool and it's it's again it's something that from a out from a coach from a guy who kind of you know helps operate and run a program that's what i want to create getting guys onto the next level it's a it's a huge deal it's it's definitely a big part of the program winning is definitely a big part of the program development's definitely a big part of the program or everything right but when I look back at it, and I hope I look back at it this way 30 years from now, I want to personally know that I helped create a ton of memories, a ton of experiences, and an overall atmosphere that is unmatched. That I've helped kids, that I've helped parents, that I've helped you know coaches get through that and have a lot of good things that they can look back at. You know where the problem lies is that... In- you can get swayed into one part of the game than the other. So winning is important. 
Like you have to win. Like you if you're to. part of if you're if you're on a team that just loses a whole bunch, we've talked about this before. Where um, the first team that we ever had, they lost, and but the relationships and the experience overmatched the winning. Now, winning helps; it cures a lot of problems. Sure, but when you start swaying and being overly focused on winning, it becomes a miserable experience, and you don't you don't really realize what you're experiencing at that moment. Like how many teams have gone to Cal Ripken and Pigeon Forge or Myrtle Beach and they just focused on winning and they didn't really get to take in the whole experience. Like, oh, we did you go to the beach? No, we were focused. We were locked in. We didn't go to the beach. Here's the funny thing. Like when I ask a kid, okay, I haven't seen a kid, you know, after his entire year. No, you know, and I'm, and I'm, we start working together again. And I ask him, how'd your year go? You know, what'd you do? More times than not, they can't tell me their record. They can probably, they might be able to tell me they won a tournament or two. But when I say like, well, what was really cool about it? Or what'd you like? Well, we went down to Myrtle Beach and it was awesome. Or we went and played in this cool um, complex in Indianapolis called Grand Park. And wow, it was amazing. It was, that's and that's an exciting thing these days because those types of experiences are popping up more and more. Well, you're you're competing against really strong players. Yeah. You get to see different talent. Like like I always thought it was so cool to see like an Alabama team. And then when I was little, I was like, they kind of talk different. (laughs) They kind of, they kind of play the game different. They got to play that Texas team. Yeah. Or or going down South and be like, wow, they have orange dirt down here. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like it's that type of stuff that makes it great. Now, if I would have lost a whole bunch of games and I was, and I was with a whole bunch of negative Nancy's and my team was very pessimistic, I probably wouldn't have liked it that much, but I had an awesome coach. I had awesome teammates. Now, again, we had our problems. There were some kids that just would call would be shit disturbers, you know, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like it was a fun time because we had a good team. We won and we experienced a lot of cool things. Like I remember going to Fort Myers and for the underclass showcase, um, when I was a junior in high school, I played like crap, did not play really well at that event. But what I remember is that Jason Hayward and Pete Cosma were at that event because they're, we're the same age. Yep. And I remember watching Jason Hayward just chucking just absolute missiles from the outfield. And, and I was like, I have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought I was, I thought I was the best kid out there. Like I was like, Oh, I'm the best kid going down there. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be king of everything. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly realized, Oh, that guy's going to Notre Dame. That guy's a draft guy. That guy's going to Tulsa. Like they were dudes mm-hmm. and I got exposed and it got me a lot better. It was that, that was the experience that I got from perfect game. So it, it, it all goes back to you. You don't want to be spread, move your eggs in one basket and be like, I'm only winning. That's the only thing that we need to focus on. Cause if I win, everything else will take care of itself. Like, yeah, that's true, but not true. You still have to develop the relationships with your teammates. You still have to go to good events and experience it. So like if you're, if your team is winning a whole bunch of games, you probably need to level up and probably play harder events. Yeah. I mean, that's where when I try to have like perspective checks for things and like try to understand the vision and the path for where the Tigers are going to go, I think I I always kind of revert back to where my priorities lie for our players and families. My priorities lie in like what I said. Okay. I want to create the absolute best experience for you. 
Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what I want to do. Because I think I know at the end, if I do that, the wins take care of itself. You're going to have a great experience through good development. You're going to have a great experience by playing the best competition that's you know equal to you. You're going to have a great experience if you're going to very cool venues or very unique type of situations out there, like what we put together with the national team. If you can be a good creator of that, then a lot of other things take care of itself. It's just like what we've always said about being a player development first program. We're not worried about the wins and loss because we know if player development is taken care of, the wins and losses are taken care of. Mm. It's the same thing on the experience side. If that's where my priority lies, then everything else seems to fall in line, right? So it's kind of a backwards-ish approach to it. If I want all the wins, well, that's generally a good way to take care of it. And that's where I think sometimes we don't talk about that enough. We only talk about the X's and O's, the, win, the X's and O's, the wins and losses, the, you know, this kid signed here, this kid didn't. And that's mainly the biggest talking points that are out there. Whereas I wish sometimes we went the opposite route. And we're like, man, we went 500, but what a great, cool thing for these players to have gotten to take it, you know, advantage of. The gauge should be, and you showed me this video of Al Leiter talking about his son who pitched at Vanderbilt now in Pro Bowl. Yeah, Jack. He says his number one priority is making sure that he grows that passion for the game. If the kid shows passion for the game, you want to grow it as much as you possibly can. Now, with that said, because some people can take that the wrong way where a co- you think the coach is destroying your kid's passion, that could be a possibility. But also think about it this way, is that everyone loves a good story. In the story, you have a three-part act. You have the intro to the character, then you have the character that gets conflict in a problem. The character ends up solving that problem, and then they learn from it. That's the same exact thing when it comes to a great experience. It doesn't have to always be sunshines and rainbows. It can have some trials and tribulations. That's what makes a great story. Now, having that person solve that problem and overcoming it, that is when it becomes awesome. Anything else you want to add on to this experience? I don't think so, man. I just think that whenever we're, whenever we're, take a step back sometimes, okay? We can all get caught up in the day-to-day. We can all get caught up in, you know, we talked about this in, in a previous podcast of that weekend's tournament or the training sessions or whatnot or the ups and downs, just the ebbs and flows of day-to-day life in this world we live in. Take a step back and think about what type of, we've used this word a million times, experience are we creating? Is this an experience that's going to make a player want to get better? Is this an experience that's going to want a player to stay in the game for a long time? Are we creating a fun atmosphere? Are we creating a love for the game? Are we doing those types of things or are we not? Are we sending players out of the game? Are we creating frustration? Are we creating a situation that people don't want to be in? Okay. If we are, we need to pivot quick. And that's something that I think a lot of people in the sport should certainly start to think of, especially at the younger ages. You know, we want as many kids in, in these sports as possible because there's so many, we've said it a million times, so many other, dis, not distractions, but other options. Are we doing those things or are we not? That should be, to me, at the forefront, even as they get older, of, of what we're talking about. 
because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to remember. It, I hope every kid goes and plays pro baseball, but it's just not the case. So when I'm looking at if I'm just a numbers guy, I want to know that 100% of my athletes, whether they went pro or not, had a great experience with the Tigers. And I hope coaches and I hope parents start to kind of think a little bit back towards that. That's yeah. all. I'd, that's that's what I was kind of passionate about with this topic. Do you want to close it out? Or do you want me to close it out? Go ahead. If you got anything else to add, no, that I mean, was kind of my closeout. I mean, I can't, I can't top that. I mean, that was that. that you're the closer, so. All right. Well, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys got a little bit out of this topic today. Um, thanks for listening to us on the Tiger View, Tiger Interview Series. Like Spiker said, he's going to have on DJ Dewey's, our Southern Indiana director here, uh, within the next week to talk about his experience as the national team coach down at Fort Myers. And um, like I said, we're, we're going to bring on some guests here shortly and keep going down the topics of baseball and softball and keep trying to grow this game the right way. Yep. Um, guys, please make sure that you subscribe to this channel. We also have the Closing Pitch podcast. That's actually the OG of the podcast, uh, of the podcast episodes. Um, and we also have the YouTube channel, Rawlings Tigers, as well as the Closing Pitch. If you are a Tigers player, we have the VIP. So I do put a lot of the short clips um, inside of the VIP that we don't put publicly. I'm starting to do that more often. Um, also, for Tiger players, we have tiger online courses that you can take um and then if you are a director you can see the tiger pro series i am for my coaches i am working extremely hard um to create the tiger plus series um we have a few videos up there right now from grayling tobias who is our youth director here in st louis so um we are in the up and up and trying to create um a really cool culture around that vip section so make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment, um, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks.